make sure you learn all of the facets of your business. You don't have to be a pro, but know how to answer the phone, do receivables, you know, write communication, do a sales pitch, present, like make sure you know how to do all of that. You don't have to master it and then lean on the professionals for the areas that you're weak. If you can't get a professional or a subcontractor, then make sure you're hiring a diverse team, not your friends, not your family, not people that, you know, people that actually have the skills to add value to your brand. Welcome to the Juicy CEO Podcast. Listen, it's time to give you some hard truths. So sit up and pay attention. If you don't know how to stand out online today, you have already lost. In order to create credibility, influence, and real staying power, you have to build a personal brand with some juice. So join me, personal brand strategist, coach, and breast cancer survivor, Monique Bryan, each Wednesday morning as I teach you all the tips and tricks I use to build my six-figure brand while in remission. It's time for you to get to that juicy CEO status by learning from some badass women in business who've been where you are, showing you that juicy CEOs are made, not born. So sit back, relax, and let's get ready to get into the juice. Welcome to another episode of Shouldn't We Be Recording This? where I sit down with branding boss and queen of the in-person experience, not to mention one of my business besties, Teresa Leah Brown. Teresa is a founder multiple times over, so I really want you to lean in and pay attention. And get that notebook out and get your pens ready because she delivers so many nuggets that you are just going to be blown away. Teresa has a laundry list of accomplishments, but what I really want you to get is she is somebody who has such a big heart, is all about community, and she is always putting her money where her mouth is. So she doesn't expect anyone to do anything less if you step into her, okay? Teresa tells it to you straight. Teresa is the founder and creative director of Leah Event Group, We Rise Experience, and her nonprofit, We Rise Together. She's been in the industry for over 10 years and has no signs of slowing down. So sit back, relax, and let's get into the juice. Boom, boom! (laughs) Um, Welcome, Teresa Leah Brown, to an episode I'm calling, Shouldn't We Be Recording This?, um, so for anybody who's listening, if this is your first time here, uh, these episodes called Shouldn't We Be Recording This is giving you an opportunity to get a front row seat to some juicy conversations I have with badass women in business, basically having conversations we wouldn't have in public, <laughs> but now we've decided to have the conversation so all y'all can hear because there's so many people building businesses. And I find like when I was building a business, there was like nobody in my circle who was further along than I was. And I couldn't get like, I was like, I just want to know what other successful entrepreneurs are talking about. Like, what do they talk about that they're not talking about necessarily always publicly? Um, So I can really get the inside scoop because so Teresa and I, welcome, Teresa. Thank you. (laughs) 
Um, so Teresa and I had lunch uh, a couple of weeks ago and we were just having like the juiciest conversation. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so we need to take some of these topics and put it in a podcast episode because people need to know. People need to know. So for any of you guys who don't know Teresa, you need to go to know her. Okay. Because let me just tell you, Teresa, I find you so impressive. And I don't say that to blow your head up. Like, seriously, I do. Um, so just to give some people some background, let me tell you about something. Because people have been like reaching out. They're like, oh, Monique, I really want to be on the podcast and things like that. And I'm like, oh, that's so wonderful. Thank you. And when I think about some of those people, people I don't, some people I don't even know, people asked me that before the podcast even launched. I was like, you are not thinking about brand because you don't know, like they're like trying to be on here yet. They haven't even heard it yet to know if it's on brand. So let me just tell you a little bit about when I met Teresa. Okay. Um, so I had a client who was going to be holding and hosting an event and she, I, you know, I had been hearing your name, Teresa, like everywhere in the sphere of Toronto. Like if you want someone who plans events, you need to talk to Teresa. And I was like, who is Teresa? I don't know who this person is. I looked her up. Her brand was on point. And this is the first thing. her brand was on point. Then I actually had a chance to meet her because my client hired her to help build out her event. And I got to see you in action. And the first thing that came to mind was she didn't come to play. She didn't come to play. And that is like, I have so much respect for people who come correct every single time. And that is Thank who you. Teresa is. So don't go and DM Teresa and boobity boobity boop if you are not going to try and come correct. So I just needed to start us off like that because Teresa come correct and she don't play. So <clears throat> Teresa, I am so happy to have you here and let people be I'm so up. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm not like I'm be up on here because there's so many great things that you're doing right now that we're going to talk about. Um, but the first thing I really wanted to talk about is the one thing you and I t brought up in our in our lunch date, which was nobody is talking about the sacrifices and the challenges it took to build a, to launch a business in the first place. People are not yes. talking about that. So please share with the world. Tell people what it took, what, how you came so correct from the beginning around building the, the businesses, plural people that you have right now. I mean, for me, I took a risk. I feel like it's very important to jump in with both feet and swim like your life depends on it. Mm. So for me, I walked away from a six-figure job. Um, and to be honest with you, I had nothing prepared. The only thing that I had fire and burning in me was the passion to do what I do, you know? And um, the first sacrifice was walking away from, you know, what the world perceives as comfort, stability. Mm. Um, and my education, because obviously I went to school for, you know, for finance and accounting and for me to kind of make that shift, um, could have been very detrimental to my family. But the first thing was just really taking a risk. And, um, the second thing really was going through my assets and seeing like, what did I have that I could use to build myself out. So obviously I knew that I needed to have things like an office. I needed office supplies. I needed, you know, at least a half a person um, because there's no way that I'd be able to just kind of plan all of this on my own. I needed software. So I really just kind of started by making um, a very detailed list 
and um, identifying like those key things that I needed. One, a laptop. So I didn't like run to the Apple store and buy like a $1,500 laptop. You know, I started off with like refurbished items because it's like I needed, you know, I needed it to, to get me going, right? Um, I blew through savings, to be honest. So um, been there, been there, been there. I, bl I blew through my savings because I just kept hearing, not literally, but I just kept hearing like a little birdie in my head keep telling me like, you have to do it right the first time, you know? So before mm -hmm. I went live with my business, I had to make sure that I did it the first, like right the first time. Um, so I got an office when I only had like five clients. You know, I got someone to do my business cards professionally. I got my website done professionally. Um, and all of that depleted through my savings. Um, some I of the other sacrifices that I've made. Go ahead. Wait, I have to have a question. I have a question. Yes. So what was it in you that was like, that said to you, like, I have to come correct the first time? What was that? Where does that come from? I think it came from uh, two things. Me, I I typically just set my my bar very high for myself. Um, so I knew what, as a consumer, what would I expect? Who would I want to do business with? And and what would I look at if I was going to hire somebody in my field? You know, if they didn't have a proper website, they didn't have an office, they didn't have, you know, proper branding and presentation, would I actually hire them? You know, that was the first thing. Right there, right there. <laughs> You know, um, the second thing was my market research. I did a lot of, you know, I did a lot of that initially. Um, I looked at, you know, my people that I admired in the industry um, locally and abroad because the demographic is very different, let's say, in the Canadian market and the U.S. market. So I wanted to make sure that I analyzed both. Um, and I'm just like writing notes now. I'm just writing a note okay. because you were like, so first of all, guys, you, you, you know, we talk all about nothing about brand up on here. Okay. So first things first was like, would I hire me? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, she's like, would I hire me? And what does that look like? And I feel like there's so many people who are starting businesses who are just like, I'm all about jumping in two feet and all of that, but like really doing that due diligence. Like you said, it's like making a list, all the things that I need to have. What would I be looking for, for somebody who I would hire doing exactly what I'm doing? Yeah. And, you know, recognizing that you were probably going to need some team, then making sure the branding assets were on point. So mm -hmm. there was an element and, you know, people like, I just love to hear your thoughts on like people who think they can launch a business on a shoestring budget. Like they, people talk about this so much, like there's books about it. There's mm -hmm. courses about it. And it's so, I find it so deceiving because I don't believe that that's fact. Agreed. Agreed. I think that. You know, if we were to take a pool right now, you know, a poll of, of people, we would, you know, try to, we probably get 50-50. You know, some people are like, let me just use what I have and let me run with it. And then there's some people that are just, um, let me do it right the first time. So I guess it's a personal decision. But for me, I'm a firm believer of just doing it right the first time. You don't get a second shot. I mean, what if your first shot is with an A-lister, if that's your industry? you know, um, and you don't come correct the first time, you know, they're going to automatically one, not give you a second chance and two, think that you're going to half-ass it. And then, you know, you'll do it better the next time. Nobody wants to hire anyone like that. 
And okay, okay, guys, in all fairness, like if as I don't want people to feel like they can't make mistakes. You can always make mistakes. However, when we're thinking about like who you want to be as a business, who you want to be as a business owner, it it is very true. You don't know who's watching, you don't know when your number one client is going, you're going to run into them. You have no idea when that's going to happen. Correct. Like a lot of my business comes from referrals. It's not even from yes. that person. So someone else saw you somewhere else and they referred you. And the power of word of mouth is like, there's nothing else like it. So take the time to build a brand versus building a business. Correct. Your brand will outlast your business. Facts. Um, okay. So Teresa, talk to me a little bit. Of, let, let, let's get into the mind of Teresa. Let's talk about like where you have to be mentally to not only launch, but sustain and grow and keep going. Because you know, like anybody else, life's coming at you. You've had life challenges come in, kick your butt, and it, you never let it take you out of the game. So why, why is that? What's, what, what is the things that, what are the mindset things you've done? What are the things that keep you strong? I live and breathe my brand because my brand is me, mm. you know? So I am very focused and very determined. And I feel like I'm a natural hustler. So once I set my eye on the prize, there isn't anything that's going to like deviate me from that plan you know deter me or detour me or anything I'm I'm just super focused um I mean in a past life I was a single mom so I'm just a hustler you know I am one that is about producing results um and making sure that I'm thinking outside of the box so for me I never saw myself as just like an event planner or producer what other avenues could I attach to that um to that brand that you know in the event anything happened obviously nobody ever predicted COVID-19 you know um but you know in the sense of thinking about what if business is slow you know what if I lose a team what if I have high turnover what if I get sick? Like what, what if was always kind of there. So I made sure that I did to the best of my ability planning, um, creating a business plan, um, setting goals on a yearly basis, reviewing those, those goals quarterly, just to see where I'm at. Um, I'm not just setting like KPIs for my team. I set them for myself as well, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm making sure that I'm always, evaluating what I'm doing so I guess I'm not flipping now don't get it twisted I have my days too <laughs> you know what I mean um when COVID started it took a minute for me to get out of bed I was like what is happening because my industry really took a beating like you know event planning in specific mm. but um I just that, that KPI, I stay focused that KPI for self like guys Key performing anyone who don't know what a KPI oh, yeah. key, key performance, performance indicators. indicators. I mean, it's very telling if we don't know what that is already. But anyways, the point the reality is everybody wants to run a business, honey. But a lot of people don't know how to actually do it. Okay. So here's so, a, okay. this is perfect. This is perfect. I totally agree. And I'm not saying you guys can't learn because I there's a lot I had to learn. Let's yes. not get it. Yes, of I, I left my six-figure income working for a big giant, you know, company and thinking, 
Oh, I've, I've worked at every level. I've worked hand in hand with the president, with the CEO. There is no reason I can't go run a business better than all these people. <laughs> I was seriously on my high horse in my twenties. Um, okay, then, okay. then you leave and you don't have support system, team, people taking care of payroll. So all the things you don't want to look at in the business, you just want right. to do the fun things. So please tell me where can some people, where do you, what are some of the key things you think people need to go learn? about business so they can go sustain this business. I got my thoughts, uh, but I know, tell them. I mean, honestly, there's a plethora of resources out there. I mean, you really can go to YouTube. You can go to Google, get a mentor, um, business coach. Um, coach. You know, those are super important to have throughout your journey, you know, um, whoever that may be to you, right? Um, or you could take courses. So things that you didn't, you know, you didn't know, let's say accounting, because I, that's a separate side of my business. You know, a lot of people are running, running a business and, and don't know like how their books work, you know, don't even know the simplicity of a debit and a credit. So um, they're hiring me to, to do that for them because, you know, they certainly don't know that. Right. So um, you can take a course if it's something that, you know, you're not familiar with, but I highly recommend two things. One, make sure you learn all of the facets of your business. You don't have to be a pro, but know how to answer the phone, do receivables, you know, write communication, do a sales pitch, present, like make sure you know how to do all of that. You don't have to master it and then lean on the professionals for the areas that you're weak. Yeah. You know, or if you can't get a professional or a subcontractor, then make sure you're hiring a diverse team, not your friends, not your family, not people that, you know, people that actually have the skills to add value to your brand. So mm. the areas that you're weak, identify those and, you know, hire individuals if you can, if not subcontract or, you know, however you need to do um, to fill those, those areas that you are weak in. I freaking love that. And guys, you know, what she said, don't hire your friends. And don't go hire your family members. This is a really big point because when you're starting out, I know people are like money is tight and you want to like, somebody's going to be like, oh, I really want to help you out. And I'm, I'm learning a new skill. Can I come do this? Can I come do that for you? There's nothing wrong with that. But here's the challenge. There's a, so many, so much room for error. And for yeah. you can't, here's the basic. You can't, it's harder to fire those people. That's my issue with that. You don't want to have, you don't want to have bad problem with your friend. You don't want your family members to be dogging you out. So you never fire them. You never let them go. You never tell them what you really need. And then you're sitting there waiting. I have an actual client that this happens to. She's now nine months still trying to get this website launched. Yeah. I'm well, like, this is why you can't mix business and pleasure. Simple. It has to be like, there's no friendship in business. You have to stay focused on business. <laughs> she's smiling guys you can't see her but she's like doing that mm -hmm. guys hello don't listen don't you can hire me. family if they're qualified if mm -hmm. they meet the you know what i mean i, I want to kind of step back on that a little bit if your family member or friend is qualified to do the job and you set the boundaries from the beginning the boundaries that's the one right, right there. then mm -hmm. you can say listen if you're not doing your job then i will fire you the end you know, yes. but if you don't have that conversation at the beginning, because let's be real, not everybody has the resources maybe to go and just hire an accountant. It may be cheaper for their cousin that has their CPA that can do it 
for half the price. But just again, set those boundaries to make sure that it's very clear what the expectations are um, and treat it like a business. You know, they, they create an invoice, you pay them, you have a contract, whatever it may be, and go from there. Treat it like a business. Okay, this is perfect. Okay, because this is one of my biggest <laughs> peeves right here. Okay, I have some, I'm very blessed. I have a lot of people in my circle, some friends who are professionals and professionals who are professionals who end up turning into friends. And this is something that, you know, my chief financial officer is always like, Monique, why does everyone you hire have to be your friend? Like, like have to be your friend. Like they don't start as friends, but they end up as friends. And I was yes. like, I don't know. He's like, can you just hire people and leave it at that? He's like, cause it gets all muddy all the time. I was like, I like to like people. It's a really, it's a flaw. Your personality uh, type. <laughs> I don't know. It the is, thing. but it gets me in trouble. So that I think is very perfect for you guys to like to hear when she's saying like treat every part of your business always as a business and be straight, be clear on the expectations up front, set those boundaries and let people know you will fire their ass if it's not a right fit. No shade, still love you. But I'm telling you, those relationships can go so sour if you don't nip it in the bud from early. Agreed. Right. And yeah. Teresa, one of the things I've always really admired about you and your business is team. And team is one of those things that I know myself, I struggle to scale and find the right team. Mm -hmm. you know, I have a couple of really great team members, um, but I'm, I'm, there's still like a more of a team that Monique is always looking for and always trying to build. And I, okay. I've done this a million, like I've, I'd be in the middle of the night, I'm messaging Teresa. I'm like, Teresa, listen, listen. What am I supposed to, how do I get the, da, 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 and I'm messaging her. And it's always the same thing around team. So please talk to the people, talk to the people about how do you go about, cause you have, you don't have high turnover with your team. Your team are like friggin' ninjas. You've created, you've set it up that way. Like tell people what they can do. Talk to me. Tell me, tell me well, some I of the things you told me, tell them around okay. building team. I run a very tight ship and I think that <sighs> my girls are going to be listening to this and they're probably going to be like, yes, 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 she does. Um, I mean, first of all, it comes from my years of management experience, you know, prior to, you know, this life that I live now as an entrepreneur, um, you know, in my past life, I had a team of 19. So I'm very seasoned um, and experienced on management, onboarding, like the recruiting process you know, the, the whole review process, et cetera. So those are some of the facets from, let's say, my past life that I carried forth into my actual business. Um, when it comes to sourcing, I'm a really firm believer of not posting on Instagram. I just think that Instagram has its pros and its cons. And I feel like it's just, a, I don't know, I don't find it to be a professional platform to source professionals. So I really want to make sure that I'm not selecting from a pool of people that know somebody that I know. I really want to be focused on what is on their resume. So, I mean, typically I pull, um, you know, from either LinkedIn or Indeed. So the first thing that I do is I create a job description. So, I mean, prior to even hiring anyone, even when I'm doing like my, you know, my annual um, goals and, you know, what I need to do is I, I look at my org chart and see if I need to do any hiring or is there any potential growth within my team, you know, that I can like promote. Mm. Um, and then once I determine what, who I need to hire, I create a very detailed job description. 
Um, and then once I've created the job description, I do um, analysis against what that particular title is in like the Google world. So I'll go to like LinkedIn or Indeed and look up, you know, are the parameters for my executive assistant, you know, position that I'm hiring for aligned with what like the global market is. And once I see that it is, and I'm like, okay, I received my confirmation. That's okay. I've determined my, you know, salary and et cetera. Then I, I post a formal, you know, ad on LinkedIn or Indeed. Um, the whole recruiting process for me is pretty detailed um, because what I do, I do a, like a staggered process. Um, first thing I do is a telephone. So I, I obviously I get all these resumes. Everybody's, you know, they're, they're coming in. I do a telephone um, interview so that I'm not, you know, misled or confused or, you know, by the way they look. I'm able to focus on their language. Um, their communication skills, how much are they really, you know, answering the question in which I'm asking. So there's no distractions. Are you guys um, getting all I, of this? Are you guys getting all of this? Yeah, you better get your pens out. Honestly, I have the recording so I could go back and listen. But like, this is a very, <laughs> you guys are getting a really like unique opportunity here. Uh, I am telling you, there's not a lot of business, there's not a lot of business owners who are sharing this process or even have team to share this process. Continue. Um, then I narrow it down to like my top five and then I do an in-person interview. Um, and then during that in-person interview, obviously I look for the key things. What time do they arrive? Like if anybody arrives, like, and I'm anyone in future that's listening to this now and wants to work for the event group or free rise experience, you have a little lesson. If you don't arrive 15 minutes before the interview, you've already lost. Ooh. So like if you, if you are scheduled to meet with me at nine and arrive at 8.55, I'll entertain the interview, but you're, you're definitely not making it to the next stage. So I look at like a few things. Um, She's serious. She's militant. That, militant. Yes, I am. And then, um, listen, my team has to be an extension of me. It doesn't matter if they're an EA, if they're receptionist, or if they're event manager or they're planning, you know, manager, et cetera. They are representing my brand. So these are the things that I would do if I was being interviewed. So these are the expectations that I'm looking for when I'm hiring people, you know? Um, anyways, the company, they're working for me. Um, I don't throw them out. So they go through a pretty rigorous training session with me um, or one of like my senior team members um, for about 12 weeks. Um, during that time, I take them through like a plethora of like workshops that I've created like in-house. Um, and making sure that they understand the language of the brand, like the brand and, you know, the, the mission and like, you know, all the terminology in the industry, et cetera. And then they have to job shadow me, um, for a flat five to 50 hours, depending on how they, you know, produce. And once they're done that, then they're allowed to work in the field or then they're allowed to actually take up a file depending on their position. So it takes some time, but once they're on board, they're my dolls. I love them. So I, I do regular performance reviews with them. I, um, I motivate them. We have educational series in house. Um, I pay for education out of house. Um, I make sure that they're staying um, within their, their market. So if they're like an EA, I make sure that like they're up on the, the software and the programs that we use, you know, if they're, um, a planner, you know, making sure that they're, they're able to maneuver like the latest, um, like sketch software and et cetera, et cetera, you know? So, um, team building events, uh, we try to do like an annual retreat with just me and the girls where we'll go away and it's my treat. 
Um, I keep them motivated and I also critique them throughout the entire time. So like every single event that we do, we debrief. Um, you know, I run a very but a very oiled, like well-oiled machine. So it works and that's why I don't really have a high turnover. Well, you heard it here first, guys. If you want to be, and, and what I really love about that is like she's treating her team and her hiring process like everything else, like a business. If you were to hire, not like a small business, like any other big business out there, because if you were to go get hired by somebody in a corporate setting, that's exactly what would happen. You would go through multiple interview processes. Some would be on the phone. Some would be in person. You'd go through three months of training, probation. You'd learn the company. You And then when you're doing different things, you'd have a performance review. Like this is like, this is how you go on to build big business or empire or run big business is you act like big business. Yes, honey, because I see my name on a building. I see it. So in order to get there, I got to make sure that these girls are with it, with it. That's you it. know, you heard it here first. When we mm -hmm. see it on the building, we'd be like, uh-huh. Yeah, she done said that. She said that was, a, this is the path she was going on. And throughout all of this, like you heard her say, like my team is an extension of me, my brand when they're out there. That is so critical because I have in the past thought about hiring, like, you know, people to do some of my sales calls and things. And I love doing my sales calls. Like some of you guys call that discovery calls, whatever you want to call it. The point mm -hmm. is I like to get to know exactly who I'm going to be working with. And if I was to bring somebody else on, they have to, it's like, they have to be like Monique is showing up on that call, even if it's not Monique's face. Yeah. Right. Cause it is this, they are on the front line. So I friggin' love it. You guys, I hope you wrote all the steps down. And a lot of you people are probably listening, thinking, okay, I'm not ready. I understand, but it's good for you to know this, to know when you will be ready and the steps you want to take. And that's have why it's good to have a mentor coach, somebody, oh, yes. you know, it doesn't, it, it could be anyone, but I mean, I, I do that because there's people that come to me and say like, Hey, I don't know how to hire. I don't know how to, do my bookkeep. I don't even understand it. You know, I don't understand how to do invoicing. I don't understand how to do a contract. So it's like, yes, I take them under my wing um, and I walk them through the process. And it's, it's very rigorous, but you know, nine out of 10 of my mentees are successful with me because they realize that it's a lot more work than they had anticipated, you know? Okay. You're so amazing to one, be as busy as you are and still have all this space to mentor people. Cause let me tell you something. Um, and no guys, if only message Teresa, if you come and correct now, you know, cause you know, people will be flooding your inbox about, I need a mentor. I need a mentor. And when people message me about being a mentor, um, I, it's not that I wouldn't take on a mentor I have in the past, but it has to be, mm -hmm. I need to see you're super hungry. Like you gotta be. Yeah, hungry. I agree. Right. I'm going to DM me. Please do not DM me. I have gotten the hey, sis. Hey, queen. <laughs> How are you doing? Hello. Like, you know, I feel like I know you. Um, no, I'm serious. Can, and I just, Can we listen? These are all the not to do's, guys. Yeah, I just swipe and delete. If you really want someone to mentor you, if you want to learn from someone, come to them correct. Send them an email. Good afternoon. Good morning. I've been admiring, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, I've taken a look at your website. I see that you run We Rise Experience, et cetera. And, you know, I'd like to, but if you're going to DM me, hey, I'm not your sis. Like, I mean, treat it as a business. I don't know you. So we can't, you, you can't come at me that way. 
Oh, yes. I get there so much. I get like this DM that will just say, hey, girl. And then that's it. Mm -hmm. They don't put the ad. I don't even know what you're doing here. Like, what do you, how do I <laughs> respond to, hey, girl, what am I supposed to do with that? I love my audience, but I do, I feel like, like you, like I'm very vocal about who I am and what I need over here. So if you want to come, come correct. Uh. The first time. You heard it the first dang time. So there's the mentor. Let's talk about this. There's the mentorship piece. There's the coach piece. I'm a big believer. It's like, go and get yourself a coach. Go pay to play because people who yes. pay, pay attention, pay, pay to play. You can get a mentor Bye. and that's great. But eventually it's like, listen, when you put your hard earned money behind something, those people show up like nobody's business. Most of the time, like nobody's well, mentors get paid, honey, because oh. I don't give my knowledge for free. Oh, do you guys? Mm. get it right <laughs> she was like let me just correct you monique let's let's not put any let's not put any crazy yeah. stuff out here i mean um, hey, so let me say i do take on so i work very closely with uh, a woman's shelter and um i i'm a, a very big advocate for um domestic violence and like teenage moms so i do work with a shelter every year and I, you know, allow a young lady or young ladies to, you know, create an essay, if you will, to me, explaining like, you know, why they want to get into, you know, the office world or, you know, the business world. And I select one person every year and I take her on I, somebody every year different and that's no charge. Um, I mentor her. Um, I show her how to use Microsoft Office. I teach her just the basics, how to create her resume, how to interview her. I take her to winners. She gets to spend $500 on clothing, you know, and I get her oh, nine wow. out of 10 times. I'm able to get them a job. So, you know, I, I definitely do it. But you're doing for it for people. You're doing it for like, but, real, but, but like people who yes. really need yes. it. You know, yeah, people who are just out here playing at entrepreneurship, um, yes. really giving people a chance and that they wouldn't have gotten otherwise because of their circumstance. Um, but yeah. actually that brings me to a really good, um, really something you had said in a DM to me. Um, so, Oh, you're talking about my DMs now. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. In, in a voice message, uh, in a voice message slash, uh, message in my pr personal private thing. Uh, I was talking to you about, um, you know, I was a judge on the total mom pitch, you know, for people, women, uh, mompreneurs who wanted to pitch their business. I was one of the judges they randomly select. And I was like, Hey, did you apply? You know? And you said something that was so awesome that I was like, Oh my God, Teresa, could I love you anymore? She said to me, guys, she was like, Oh my gosh, that's so great that you're a judge and you're doing that for everybody. And she's like, you know what? I didn't apply because she said, and I quote, why take up space where I don't need it? She was like, I was like, you guys listening? This, this applicate, this pitch competition, you could win up to like $30,000 and like money, monetary and mentorship mm -hmm. and all of these things. And she was like, well, I don't need, I can, I don't need it. So why take up space when I know there are other people out there who need it more? And I yes. was like, my heart was just like, oh my God, how many people think like that though? Not enough, not enough. They would, yeah, they wouldn't, true. that thought would never even have come in their head. They would have been like, oh yeah, yeah couple of grand. How about the biz? Go about my, and you know yeah, what? I was just like, Teresa, what girl you were, this is I like, mean, 
people y'all don't know y'all don't know because as like straight as Teresa is and she is all about like her business she's super serious a lot of the times but I am sorry no do not apologize she you have the biggest heart you have the biggest heart and the thing is I was saying to saying this to you we were at lunch I was like nobody knows about all the other things that you do they don't know about all the give back that you do all the times you're sending the elevator back down like they don't know about the you helping these women at the at the at the shelter because it's something so personal and close to your own experience. Yeah. Like these are the things I feel people want to hear more about, you know, because it brings in that it's kind of like come behind the curtain a little bit. You know, let's come behind the curtain. I'm, I'm so used to being behind the scenes, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't do what I do for like recognition accolades and, you know, to be top tier, you know, in the city or in the world or whatever. I do it because it's just meaningful. And I too know what it's like to be a single mom. I know what it's like to be a teen mom. You know, I know what it's like to have nothing. So it's like, I'm more focused on the purpose than all the other, you know, things that come with it, if you will. Um, We still want to know about all of it though. I love your response and we still want to know about all of it. Okay, I mean we just yeah. need like we just love the feel like it's they're just like feel good stories, right? Because the these are just things that bring another element to the brand that is Teresa Lee Brown. Oh I my. mean, I'm an event planner. Everybody knows that. I'm an event planner. I do no, weddings, that's I that's do one events. that's <laughs> one piece. That's one piece. I have a list of all the other things Teresa does, which we will link to in the show notes. Um that are even more are 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 outside of the planning piece is all about the community piece. I'm going to, I'm going to call it that. So let's, let's talk about community and support systems for a minute, because I know you're all about building community and I know anyone listening here, you guys know how important community is, but you've built an entire extension of your business around community. So I would love you to tell everyone about it because if y'all don't know about We Rise Experience, because I've been talking about it for like a year and a half, two years now. You're my brand ambassador, don't you know? (laughs) Yes, because I'm just like, listen, what are, anyways, I could get all hype. So We Rise Experience is my baby. It's my newest baby. I founded uh, We Rise Experience in 2019. um, And then the sole purpose was, as Monique mentioned, for community. So it's for women that are looking to elevate their personal and business life, networking, um, a sacred space where really we can just connect, um, share stories, motivate each other, inspire, um, and really just kind of level the playing field. That's what I really wanted to do. I felt like there was a very big disconnect in the city. Um, there's a, you know, a lot of top tier or notables, and then there's a lot of women that are super talented and under the radar, and how do we connect the two? So I wanted to, you know, fuse that or create this bridge, um, you know, for for women of color, um, but for, of course for all women, um, really just to come together and forget their worries. Um, hey, I love Monique. Can I talk to her for a few minutes? You know, or I love Teresa Brown. Can I talk to her for a few minutes? Um, or you know, building these connections that go beyond just We Rise Experience, and that has happened a lot. I mean. A lot of people have DM'd me, um, emailed me, and have said, listen, like, I met such and such a person at We Rise. I've been following them for years, and now I'm working with them. And I'm not talking about 
like just, you know, uh, a contra or like a freebie, like people have really elevated their businesses by just connecting with people that we rise experience. And that's like mission accomplished mm-hmm. to me, you know, because I'm like, that's what I really wanted. And I felt like, why are we all, there's some really dope women's events in the US, but like all of us, are we going to get on a plane every year and fly to all of these things? Like if anyone can do it, it can be me. So let me create this, you know, this experience um, here in Toronto and, and create something that, you know, hopefully um, continues to go on and be successful for, for many years to come. Um, in addition to that, which was only supposed to be one, a one-time event, um, in addition to that, I have recently um, started a nonprofit. Um, that's an extension of We Rise Experience called We Rise Together. So Heather Together, H-E-R, being capital. Mm. Um, and I really wanted to create a space for women that needed um, guidance, mentoring, um, workshops. So it'll be a series of um, educational series and um, mini and micro events that we will be you know, creating at no cost, obviously, and really just giving back to the community. So stay tuned for a little bit more on that. Wow, I didn't know about that. Look, you heard (laughs) it here first. Oh, that's fantastic. I just love that. Was was that something that was always in like always in your mind to do? Or did COVID happening have anything to do with them like moving the timeline up or anything like that? In terms of um, the nonprofit? Yeah, the nonprofit. Yeah, so um, during uh, COVID, COVID really accelerated it. So no, it wasn't a thought before. Um, but during COVID, I felt like it really slowed the world down enough for re- us to really reflect, analyze and see, you know, where our like misguided steps are and kind of, you know, realign ourselves back. And I felt like We Rise Experience is a platform that is for the everyday woman. But like, what about those women that don't want to be in a public forum? You know, what about those women that are going through um, domestic violence, women that are introverts, women that don't know how to network, women that are suffering, don't don't know where their next meal is coming from, women that are hungry to to have more, but don't have the resources to get more. So I have the means to do that. And it's like the time was now. So this is why we, we rise together started um because i really wanted to make sure that no woman was missed you know so just because you can't afford to come to we rise experience doesn't mean that you miss out on the entire um mission and and community um there is a community that is uh created for for all women and now it's going to be you know we rise together Oh my God. I just love this. I friggin' love this. And you know, like whatever you need, let me know. I would love to help I know. volunteer time, whatever, because none of us Thank can get you. what we need to get by ourselves. It takes a village, whether it's one you create or one Absolutely. that you have, whether you create it or you have it and you can really literally create it. So guys, I don't want to Anyone who's like, I don't have, you know, and a lot of people are like, I don't have a community. I don't have this. I don't have that there. Like you said, there is always a place. You just need to go be hungry enough to go find it and then take that risk to go and show up. And one thing I wanted to talk about though, for re-rise experience. So let's just talk about this event that happened last year will now happen again (laughs) in 2021. And Mm -hmm. now here's the thing. 
you could have put on an event. You know enough people that the the people being there and who you would have put on the list to be there would have been enough to have people come out. But that's not just what you did. You had this branded, elevated experience that is forever grained in my mind. Slash, if you guys go to the website, we rise exper- is it WeRiseExperience.com? Yes, it is. Yes, which we'll put in this to show notes. Okay, I was just watching the video and it was like us doing the electric the electric slide. I was like, these are memories we're just never going to forget. So you created not one, not two, three. How many more? How many rooms? Four, three? Three. Three distinct branded rooms for us to be in on that one day. So what, and I know you, like your, your background is events. It is like creating an experience, but why was it so important to you? And this is something important for other people who are out trying to build an event or a retreat or anything around what they're doing. Like why was it so important to you to have this like epic, not one, not two, but three different room experience for us to like have all of our senses ignited. What was it? What had you do that? Um, thinking out of the box is very natural for me. So I wanted to create something that was lasting, as you said, and memorable for everybody that was there. Um, I wanted to rattle the city. Like I wanted to give them something that had never happened before, you know, for us, um, with people that look like us on the stage, you know, and, um, Once again, when I started, you know, the whole planning process, I put myself in the shoes of the guests. So what would the guests want to see? I wanted them to be wowed on each experience, you know, and it's funny that you say there was three different rooms because there are people that actually left after the lunch and was like, wait, we didn't know that there was dancing. We didn't know that there was a third room. You they know just what ate mean? their food and went about their business. Meanwhile, we're all like electric sliding up in the other room. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, I wanted everybody to in, like to savor and enjoy the moment in the space that they were in. So when we had We Rise Talks, which was room number one, you know, everybody knew what was happening in that room. They were able to, you know, take notes, record, um, ask questions, be interactive, um, and really just kind of stimulate the brain. And then after that, room two, which is the We Rise Cafe, was really just, okay, how do we, oh my God, like what just happened? Like, let's get this, the brain going. Let's start talking. Let's, let's cheers to making friends. Let's, you know, exchange business cards. Let's, you know, celebrate what we just took in, you know? Um, Third room was just for us to let loose, you know, highlighting small businesses, um, the vendors, you know, letting us connect with people that we haven't seen. Like some people said, I went to school, like high school with someone. I hadn't seen them in like 20 years. And I saw them at We Rise, you know? Oh um, yeah. So I just really wanted it to be a continuous wow factor um, and it to be super, super memorable. I wanted, like, honestly, I wanted people to know that, hello, we can do this too. Okay, we women of color, we are powerhouses, we can come together and we can have a phenomenal event, just like anyone else. A phenomenal connected experience. Because, you know, there's, I'm going to touch on this a little bit. Um, Because, you know, there's been some 
different talk in different spaces around can you know black women come together without any shade right like can we come together and just celebrate yes. each other and i think there's just like the stigma like wherever it comes from wherever it is that we can't do that and mm -hmm. i was i went there with so much high hopes and you know i'm always positive anyway like i come like i yes. you know there are moments where i want to drop kick someone in the throat but at the majority of the time like i'm a positive person like i like to yes. look at the positive side so i had high hopes already like i spent like i don't know how long trying to coordinate outfit and get it you know so i can be in the yes, raffle to yeah, win the thingamabob yeah. and all i was like this is so exciting because you had done the such a great lead up to it and then to have to be there and not see one shady side eye yes. um situation was so refreshing because this yes. is not what you hear about yes. in 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 toronto you don't hear that yes. The right 250 women were there. That's yeah. what I say. Yes. That's damn. That's exactly what it was. Like I left there. Yeah. I looked at the pictures. Like I look yes. back and I'm just yes. like, wow, we were having such a great time. Like nothing but smiles, nothing yes. but smiles, cheersing, high fives, hugs, um, selfies, like with comp some of them complete strangers. But yeah, I mean, there's a, there was a lot of sacrifice behind We Rise Experience, you know, like the, the community that I built, uh, you know, for us, a lot of that, that same community didn't help. Nobody offered to do anything. You know, it was Lee Event Group the entire way. Um, and the vendors that I have relationships with, obviously, through planning events. But, you know, there was a lot of, uh, you know, leaders, notables within our community that were chirps, like radio silence. I never heard a thing. And that's sad. It is. And guys, the reality is next year it's going to be bigger guys. And we're expecting 500, you know, fingers crossed with the COVID, right? So freaking COVID, COVID bigger building with our, we rise. No bigger building, more rooms, bigger panel. Like I'm so excited. Oh my gosh. Monique is going to be on fire. Like I may ignite combust in the middle. <laughs> In the middle of it, I be like, and oh. I appreciate it. I mean, we did pre-sales twice, and I can't believe like how close to being sold out we are already. So, like, people that are sleeping on it, I'm so sorry, guys. When the regular tickets come up, there aren't going to be very many left. I mean, I'm so amazed by the amount of women that were like, "We're not missing it. We don't care if we're like, it doesn't. We don't stage. care if it doesn't happen until 2022. We are like what? there. We are like, yes. I don't care if yes. it ends up. We have to get on a plane." It's like, we're already there. And I just, and I love that, that guys, that is the power of brand. It's right yes. there. When you come correct the first time, there is no replacement for a first impression. No matter what, I didn't even know Teresa that well. I, know, I knew her maybe a couple of months. I had never heard of We Rise. And I show up and I was like, my, my brain just starts taking these mental notes. Right from every everything i encountered every sense every um thing every sensory type of experience i was like noting it and i was like when you do that you don't forget that 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 memorability you've created so guys this is the point uh, of branding, yeah. this of branding of teresa being here of you guys hearing this like if you want to yeah. think about putting on events putting on retreats it's not an afterthought it's not, a, oh, it'd be really great to do it. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. And come correct to create something where people are talking about it when it's not happening at that moment in time.
Yeah, and people don't even know. I mean, that's the purpose of pre-sale. People don't know. That's why the tickets are reduced their pre-sale. You don't know who's on the stage when the stage, you know, and people are, is it Oprah? Is it, like, who is it? I'm just like, guys, can you wait till I tell you who it is? I okay? love it. And I tried to get it out of her, guys. I tried to, I tried to, you know, like. Yeah, you did. Flash a smile and be all cute and be all cute. And Teresa just sat across from me at dinner like, uh-huh. Monique, anybody tell you nothing? So are we going to order or like what? Mm. <laughs> and I so respect, I wouldn't expect her to tell me. I would lose respect if she told me because she's supposed to surprise me. I want to be surprised. I want so you to I be surprised. I love that she didn't let this just, actually, you're just like my husband. He will never ruin a surprise. I'm <laughs> the worst. I'm like, I have a surprise for you. Do you want to know what it is? He's like, oh, you're one of those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So guys. But to your point, Brandy. Yes. Very yeah. important. That was <laughs> the point of it. Branding is very important. People buying tickets went just because of the brand. They have no idea who's on the stage. Period. Well, yeah. Teresa, I want to thank you so much for being here. And I want to thank you for sharing all of your wisdom, all of your heart, everything. Um, I'm very, very lucky to say I know you, to be someone who could message you at some random time in the day and ask you something. And you take time out of your busy schedule to answer me. So I'm very, very just I want you to know that I don't take that lightly and I do not take that for granted. Thank you so much for having me. And I really appreciate you a lot. I mean, as you said, we don't really know each other for an extended period of time. And it seems like we've known each other longer. And just you've restored my faith in sisterhood, because you really, you really back all of my brands support me. Um, and like, yeah, I can reach out to you anytime. And you're always there. So I really appreciate it. I mean, the feelings are mutual. If you enjoyed this episode, then make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss the juice every single week. And if you thought this episode was super juicy, it would mean the world if you gave us a five-star rating and left us a review over on iTunes so we can bring the juice to more people. And remember to follow me over on Instagram at MoniquePrian underscore co, that's Brian with a Y, where I bring the juice 24-7. Until next time, my lovelies, keep building that brand over a business and raising your juicy CEO status. See you next time.